0: I know a place where we can go To lay the troubles down your soul This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs Now, your host, Eric Cartier Senior pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary Church
1: Welcome to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary Thanks so much for joining me Hope that your week's going well Here we are on Wednesday midweek, so thanks for listening. We've got a guest uh, with us uh, today, uh, Bruce Dixon, and he is joining us from Florida today uh, via the phone, and uh, he's going to share with us some things uh, about men's ministry, God's heart uh, for men, and we're excited uh, to have Bruce coming to Rocky Mountain Calvary November 10th and 11th. Uh, Bruce, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great, Eric. How are you?
1: Doing really good.
0: Good, good.
1: So what's the weather like in Florida today?
0: It's actually starting to cool off a little bit. Uh, the mornings have been about 70, 72, and uh, getting up in the 80s during the day. But, uh, yeah, we're starting to get that weather, that time of year when the weather's pretty nice.
1: I bet it's Much a so nice hot. nice change, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> well, thanks for Absolutely. joining me uh, today. And I, I know you've got a awesome heart for men, and we're excited to have you for our men's conference. but. Would you mind sharing with us just a, a bit about your background? I know your your military career, but also about your family and how you came to know the Lord.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to do that. So, um I I grew up army brat and uh, moving around the country and we settled in North Carolina, but uh, we would go sometimes we would go to church. My parents um, you know, were Christians, but it really didn't take us to church you know every Sunday, but uh, I would stay—I would spend some summers with my grandpa and my grandma in Gaffney, South Carolina, and uh, they never they never missed church. And I went up when I was eight years old only to satisfy my grandma and, and most of my papa that, uh, that went up there in front of the church and said that I wanted to be saved. Really didn't understand it then, uh, and then at the age of 13, I finally gave my life to the Lord, um, although I will say— there were many times in my life after the age of 13, if you looked at me, you wouldn't believe that I gave my life to the Lord. I, I, I had some rough times, so, um, especially after I joined the military and, and some of the things that I did uh, in combat and stuff. So uh, so I went, into, uh, I went into the Air Force and decided I wanted to be a combat controller, uh, which is one of the toughest uh, things you can do in the military, and uh, special operations, special tactics, combat controller. And so I did that for 30 years, hmm. uh, had a wonderful uh, wife, um, married a, a girl from my hometown that her mom was my Sunday school teacher, believe it or not. Wow. And uh, and so we got married and we had three boys and um, they're all grown up. The youngest has gone off to Texas A&M, so we're empty nesters right now. Okay. Um, but my relationship with my wife, Lori, uh, has never been better. And, um, you know, I try to set the example for my boys. I don't always because, listen, we're all human. And we all make mistakes. But I, I try to set a good example of how a Christian man should be.
1: Hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. If you don't mind sharing a little bit more uh, about your military uh, career, sounds sounds pretty uh, intense. And did you experience some PTSD coming out of your time as a soldier?
0: Yeah. So I, I think I deployed— uh, Probably 14 times, I think it is, but some of those were short deployments, but Iraq and Afghanistan and Africa, and so I was gone a lot and, and missed a lot with the family, uh, and <clears throat> as I progressed up in rank, I, I became a command chief, and one of the things that you do, especially in a leadership position, is you suppress everything, you push it down, you can't show emotions, you almost get callous to feelings that a normal person should have. And that's what was happening to me. I just learned how to suppress everything down. I lost a good friend um, in combat speaking to him on the radio when he was killed, um, you know, and had some guilt from that. Um, And, you know, a number of situations where I felt like I could have done a better job in combat. So I had guilt for that. And I've, I've gone to tell the wife of a teammate that her husband has been killed in action. You know, I've been the one to do that with the commander a couple of times. So that's always difficult. So I carried all that with me. And and, it, and when I got out of the military, when I finally retired in 2016 and I had no reason to kind of compress it down anymore, it all came out and it came out uh, in anger and uh, just all these feelings and emotions that I didn't know how to control. And that was the PTSD side of it uh, that, I just suppressed down for so many years. So I had to get some help. Um, and, you know, my wife has always been very supportive, but she saw what it was doing to me. She saw the nightmares and everything else. And, uh, and you know, I was, I was short-tempered uh, sometimes with the kids and stuff. And so she wanted me to get some help. And um, part of that was um, through my pastor, but also just talking with somebody. Uh, and I, I didn't think I could, you know, really get the help talking to a therapist, but Actually, the things that she made me do or asked me to do were very helpful in my recovery. Hmm. And then, of course, course, the best thing that she did for me was telling me that I should journal because that uh, that journaling became a big part of my Christian walk, Uh, and and now I do it every day. And and sometimes I post stuff on Facebook um, that I, you know, that I read the Bible and kind to me or I get something out of his word and I and I might journal about it or draw a picture or something that I figure I might as well post it so other people can see that God is on the move and and God is, you know, working things in our world, even though it seems like it's not it's not too good right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for for sharing that, Bruce. I know I'm sure that resonates with uh, several listeners here. Colorado Springs, we've got such a military uh, presence and I've got some good friends that, you know, battle PTSD and... Uh, it, it's a lot to walk through.
0: Yes, it is. It is.
1: Yeah. Well, we're excited to have you come to Rocky Mountain Calvary for our, our men's uh, conference, and I understand you're going to be sharing a bit on uh, ways that husbands can uh, love their wives. You know, w- Would you mind speaking into that a little bit for
0: us? Yeah, I, I think the, the biggest thing that we need to do, just like God calls us to remove the distractions, the worldly distractions, so we can really focus on Him, we need to remove the distractions that affect our relationship with our wives. And uh, for the longest time, like I'm, I'm ashamed to say that I, that um, I I built a relationship with pornography. Um, And, you know, it's, it's almost like the dark secret that, you know, many of our men suffer from that, but I could never really have the relationship that I'm supposed to have with my wife when, you know, I'm committing adultery in that way. And so, it was uh, it was something that we did. were hanging on by a thread in the in the thick of uh, the, the Afghanistan and Iraq. I was deploying so much. Our relationship wasn't good. She was holding the family together, um, and just you know, just like kind of staying out of my way. I remember one time I came home, and, uh, and she asked me if I could put our youngest son Sam to bed, and i um, you know I was I was home, but I was getting ready to leave again, and I and I said sure I can put him to bed. And I went up stairs and uh, laid down with him, and he was he was uh, messing with his toy, one of his favorite toys. It was a transformer toy, and uh, I I couldn't get him to go to sleep. And I was thinking about all the stuff I had to do tomorrow to get ready to go again. And so I took his toy and I threw it against the wall. Terrible, terrible. What kind of dad would do that, right? And immediately I saw the look in his face, like the disappointment, and uh, and so th- that told me that I, I can't take out the things that are happening to me on my family and so i I had to get rid of the the things that distracted from my relationship with my wife and my relationship with my kids and and it you can't do it by yourself somebody who is struggling with habitual um sin whether it you know whether it be lust whether it be drug addiction you know whatever it is um there i think the the thing that we always think is men that we can do it, yeah, we can do it, I can do this, and I thought All that right. for many years, but you can't do it like c- you can only do it through christ and um and and one day i i was I was in a hotel room um many many this was many years ago but i I was looking at something that I shouldn't have been looking at and and uh my wife called me, and we had a loving conversation, you know, and i I just felt disgusted, you know mm. like how could i how could I do this to her you know and so I got down on my knees and, um, and just, you know, g- gave it all to the Lord. I'm like, I've tried, Lord. I can't do this. I don't want to have a false relationship with my wife or be this false Christian. And so um, I had already given my life to the Lord, but I recommitted my life hmm. at that point. And, uh, and that made all the difference. Hmm. Awesome. Only, only through Christ.
1: Yeah. Awesome, Bruce. Got Bruce Dixon with me on Crosswalk Coral Springs. We're going to head to a break and we'll be right back. <laughs>
0: This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word.
1: Welcome back to Crosswalk Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. I have Bruce Dixon with me uh, via the phone from Florida. He is coming out to do our men's conference November 10th and 11th at Rocky Mountain Calvary. Uh, you can sign up at rmcalvary.org, and we're looking forward to having Bruce out. And, and Bruce, you were sharing right before uh, the break just uh, the importance of uh, not trying to live out your Christian faith alone as as a man, and especially some of these struggles that we have uh, as a man. And, and you were saying how you are struggling with pornography and really rededicated your life to Christ. Could, could we pick up where we, we left off, like— after you recommitted yourself to Christ, was it still a temptation with lust, and how did you oh, build yeah. a community of men around you
0: well that that is um th- that is the thing so like that, that temptation it is it, it's always there right but what what I did was when I finally broke down and I'm telling you it was a complete breakdown and just giving my life over and i said god what what do I need to do you know and and you know i didn't hear this voice saying get in my word but basically that's what he told me like get in my word get in my word daily and read the bible all the way through Mm. and so i made a commitment the first thing i did was i made a commitment that i was going to um get into his word every day And that's what i did i i i got the program to read through the bible chronologically and uh i finished it on my birthday december 30th Mm. and um it was it was quite an accomplishment I, I felt proud there were some days i read and i didn't i didn't get anything out of god's word but i prayed to him you know i prayed before i read the bible i'm like god please speak to me through your word yeah and, and there were some days that i oh man i don't want to go to work because i always get up really early and read my bible and i'm like i don't want to go to work i want to keep you know reading his word because he's talking to me right now mm. and so uh and then after i finished it i said okay what now and um and it was basically, you know, study my word and go out and do the Great Commission, which is really our mission statement um, as men and as women, as Christians. Um, mm-hmm. It's not a suggestion. It, it, you know, it's, it's what we're supposed to do. And so that, that's kind of how I've been living since then is try to, you know, try to be that person who's going to be an example of how a Christian man should be. You now I, I fail. Um, anything, anything righteous in me is all because of Christ, you know. Right, um, but um, there are moments like my son Cody, who my middle son. He's probably the most like me. He when he went off to college, he kind of stepped away from Christ and and almost got to the point to where he didn't believe that God was real. Uh, and we had a conversation not too long ago, and I'm excited that he's coming out to the in November with me. But we were having a conversation about God and and all the things that He's done in my life, and and he said, you know. I know, I know God is real because I see him in you. Hmm. And that was just the greatest, you know, and I'm not bragging. That's all God's glory. Yeah. Um, But that's the greatest thing that, uh, you know, a a child, you know, my son could say to me is that he sees Christ in me because that's what I'm trying to emulate. And I, you know, I can never be that, but that's what I try to do. That's the example I try to set for my boys.
1: That's awesome. I love how God directed you and a similar thing happened in my life when God got a hold of my life is I really fell in love with God's word and a a desire to read his word that I hadn't had before. And and you really can't live out this Christian life without the word of God. There's just no substitute. And yeah, I'm with you. Some days I read the word and it's like a feast. I just can't get enough And, and other times it if I'm honest, I'm like a walk away, and I'm like, I'm not really sure what I just read, but you know, <laughs>
0: there was many of that, especially in the Old Testament. You yeah, know, going through, it and I'm like, oh boy, I'm not, I'm not understanding what I'm reading here, God. But I'm going to keep going. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm amazed at how He. I, I've, I just continue to read every morning now, and I'm amazed at how I can read a verse that I've read a hundred times, probably thousands of times, and and it just He shows me something in that verse that I've never seen before.
1: Yeah. I and think a,
0: like speaking I love that. I think it can be
1: right now. Yeah. I think a big lie the enemy tries to tell us is that we can't understand the word of God. You know, we we feel really intimidated to to study God's word, read God's word, but the Holy Spirit lives inside of us as believers and and God will be faithful to to teach us his word and and lead us and guide us uh, in in truth and that yeah. that moment, you know, of like am I going to let uh my wife in? Am I going to let other men into my life Where struggles that we have? is so important. I know big breakthroughs in my life. I have a men's accountability group that I go to on Friday mornings, and my flesh is always wrestling, like sharing the real stuff. Uh, But but when I do, there's just such breakthrough in my relationship with the Lord. Uh, There there is real power in relying on the Lord, relying on one another in Christ.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You can't I mean, God puts those people in your life so you can have that iron sharpens iron, right? You're you're not bulletproof. I used to think I was bulletproof, but you're not bulletproof, and you really need to be vulnerable. Um, when when you give your heart to the Lord, um, it's almost like you know there's a you, you say you're supposed to we are supposed to give all of our heart to the Lord, but I, I think sometimes it's almost like we keep a little section of our heart to ourselves, and we don't want to give it over, In fact, that temptation and that worldly you know that. Maybe that habitual sin or whatever it is that we're, we're not ready to give that to the Lord. We, we kind of we want to keep it, and um, you really can't have that that relationship with your family and your spouse and and be the person that God created you to be until you give the all of your heart. Like you've got to completely give it to God.
1: Yeah. What was that restoration process like with your wife? You know, pornography. God takes it out of your life, and was it what a, was it a season of rebuilding trust and? i would I would imagine that there were some things to walk through there,
0: yeah, I mean I had to obviously um be honest with her and 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 talk through all of that, and so um she was re- really awesome through as I walked through all that but the, but also at the same time, you know um there's a number of things going on, and she's basically focused on making sure our boys are okay because she did a good job with that, and so but it was it it was difficult because I think i I did lose her trust. Um however, the relationship that we have now like we we're here by ourselves in this house, but we absolutely love each other more than we ever have before. Hmm. And it's because I don't have any of those distractions and she doesn't either. Um you know, we're best friends and we're soulmates and it, I mean, I know it sounds kind of corny, but it's amazing what we have now and it's mm-hmm. all because I removed all of that stuff that used to affect our relationship.
1: It's hmm. really powerful. That's that's really good. Uh, what advice would you give to military families? you know I, I watch a lot of military families in our in our church and uh, it, it's not easy. Uh, you, you lived it for 30 years. you know w- What would you speak to our military families?
0: If, if you're a Christian, I'm um, speaking directly to the man, the men um, and the women also, but if you're a Christian, don't be a secret agent Christian, which is what I was for many years in the military. I was a Christian, but you couldn't see it in my life. Be bold enough to um to be that person who is not afraid to say that Jesus is my savior um and, and you're gonna and you're gonna have some people that um you know you don't get invited to parties or or you know you you kind of lose some friends maybe but in the end we're trying to get as many people into the kingdom as possible, and so mm-hmm. hold the line um in the military and and be the person that god created you to be and don't try to fit into what the world expects or what the military expects because you can be different um you can be that you know kind of that uncommon person in the military that even though people won't say it they admire how you live your life as a christian Hmm.
1: Hmm. that's really good
0: i'll tell you i'll tell you a quick story i had a good buddy really good friend he um he re- uh, retired, and I went to his retirement, and he was a rough guy. Like, really, you know, just one of those guys, like, I never ex- would even expect him to go to church. And I was, I was here in, in Fort Long Beach, and uh, he, uh, he called me, he texted me one day, and he's like, Hey, man, it's Wednesday. I'm only here for a day. Uh, can we have dinner tonight? And I'm like, Oh, man, I can't. I'm going to church. I'm teaching youth tonight. And he said, uh, And you just said, Can I come? Hmm. And I'm like, And I, and I paused. Which we talked about this later because, you know, I didn't answer him right away. Because in my mind, I was thinking, man, this guy at church, I don't know how that's going to go over. <laughs> but I'm telling you, he came in and he was amazing. He, he had given his life to the Lord. He spoke to the youth. He played the guitar. He sang. And then we went to eat afterwards. And he actually helped me with some of the stuff that I was dealing with with my guilt. Hmm. And, awesome. and stuff so it, it was amazing and it just shows you like like Paul was changed God can change anybody
1: hmm, that's awesome you're listening to Crosswalk Colorado Springs stay
0: with us we'll be right back Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7 the word
1: no sleepless Welcome back to Crosswalk, Carlos Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Bruce Dixon is on the phone with me. He is going to be our guest speaker at our men's conference November 10th and 11th. So men of the city, you're invited. You can go to rmcalvary.org. Registration opens uh, Saturday the 23rd. So coming up here real quick in just a a few days, you can hop on the website and uh, register uh, Bruce, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, we really see male and female under attack uh, in our generation, in our time, and we hear this phrase, biblical masculinity, a, a lot, but what does that mean? You know, what is God's design and heart uh, for men? How would you define biblical masculinity?
0: I mean, when I read God's Word, it's pretty clear. It's, it's You have a responsibility to be the leader in your family, and, and I— and, you know, that's not saying that you are above anyone else. It's just you, you are responsible for um, taking care of your family, making sure your family's safe, and also um, making sure that you're uh, providing an example of how we're supposed to live our life as Christians. So it, God's very clear on—I I think what society is trying to do is diminish the importance of men in society. And uh, and it's it's a terrible thing that's going on right now because we we shouldn't be ashamed that we're men, right? We we should be able to uh, we should be able to proud. You know, you should be proud that you're a woman. You should be proud that you're a man. Like whatever, um, and whoever God created you to be, um, you should be proud of that. And I feel like almost like we're we're apologizing for our masculinity, which is not the way it's supposed to be.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah God has really called us to be those providers and protectors and and to lead our families uh, spiritually and you know as you think about uh, your your family and your boys being adults you know what are some things that you look back on and you go I'm really really thankful by God's grace I was able to do this and then and maybe you know here's some regrets that I have you know I know my oldest is almost 20 and I've I've got a basket full of regrets and and some things that I'm thankful for as well so
0: yeah. Um so, you know, it seems like we always remember the regrets and stuff and not all the good things. You know? Yeah. So I I do have um quite a few of those things. When I was deploying so much, I, I it was everything that I could do just focus on the mission. Um I did three combat jumps in Afghanistan and direct action missions with the enemy and um uh, and that consumed my whole being. Um that was my focus. And so I regret that I. We, we say we need to have balance in our life. Well, there's no such thing as balance when you're a, uh, you're in a position where you're deploying and you're in combat all the time. There is no balance. You don't really have anything but that. That's all you can focus on. So I regret how I handled all that. If I could go back again, um, I would treat my family differently. I would be more loving. I wouldn't be um, so quick to anger and um, and, and just be the person that I'm trying to be now, you know, that God created me to be. But back then I was, I was just, um, so far I wasn't in his word. So that's one of the biggest problem. I wasn't, I wasn't putting on the armor of God d- daily, which we need to do daily. Um, and so the, the enemy who's very clever was attacking me and, and taking me out of the game, which that's what he does. He takes the man out of the family and that, and that's really how he's most effective at destroying families.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good and I really love your heart and your testimony Bruce because it's never too late. You know, I think we all have regrets as a father and and you know, we have today and going forward and maybe there's some some men listening that are feeling like, man, it's just too late in the game. Maybe it's never too late in the game. You know, today's the no. day to get right with the Lord, walk with the Lord, and, and God's faithful to restore and redeem and rebuild.
0: Yeah, yeah never too late. Yeah. Like, the, you know, the race is not finished until you're called up to heaven, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, and so there's a thing that uh, I was I was talking with Rob and Kevin when I met with them earlier, and I was talking about, you know, I was reading through the Bible, and uh, I came across the, the verse where, you know, the verses where, um, you know, Mary goes and tells the disciples that Jesus was not in the tomb anymore. He's risen, right? And so uh, there, Peter and John, they run back to the tomb, and they're sprinting back to the tomb. But they, um, uh, you know, uh, John gets there first, and John pauses in the door. We don't know why he pauses in the door, but he pauses in the door, and then he doesn't go in. Maybe it's fear. We don't know what the reason is. But then Peter's behind him, and Peter goes through the door to see, you know, to see if Christ is there. I think as men— We do that all the time. We pause when God gives us an opportunity to make a difference for the kingdom. And, and, and how this story relates to me is because when I was training in combat, we have what we call, um, close quarter battle, which basically you're stacked up on the door, getting ready to go in and, um, you know, the enemy's in there. And so it's a tough situation, right? And I've done that many times. And so the worst place you can pause is in the door Hmm. because when you pause in the door, that's the kill zone. That's where the enemy is, is focusing all of their attention, right in that door. And so, my, my point to all that is that, and God just showed me that, it's like, okay, yeah, like, you know, not to pause in the door because that's the most dangerous, you know, the most dangerous time in combat. But it's also dangerous for us as Christian men when we pause and don't follow through with, you know, an opportunity that God put right in front of us to be a witness to others.
1: Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, it's very easy to to pause right at that door instead of uh, going in. And with all of the shortcomings of Peter, one thing I love about Peter is he would go for it. You know, he yeah. he, he 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 was all in. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, I try not to pause anymore. You know, I try to I try to take advantage of the opportunities that God gives me. Um I try to, you know, try to think about every day in the morning, try to think about putting on the armor of God because I believe we have to you know, we have to do that. We just can't say, "Well, I've like, got the armor of God." Like you have to read through it and actually understand what it means to have the armor of God on. the The sword of the Spirit is a defensive and an offensive weapon. It's the only defensive and offensive offensive weapon that, um, that that the armor that exists in the armor of God. We're supposed to use it. It's mm-hmm. God's word. Yeah, and we're we're supposed to use it when um, when temptation comes on us, when the situation comes on us that we're not maybe not going to handle the right way. Um, scripture is right there for
1: us. Yeah. You know, your perspective as a soldier and, and all of the armor, if you would, that that you, you would have, and then the spiritual armor, I'm sure there's a big correlation there. You you know, you, you would have to use all of those tools as a soldier, and, and we've got to use the armor of God. It's not enough to just know about it, but to, to really put it into practice.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, I remember, like getting ready to go into combat. And we all had, um, you know, wherever we were at, we all had our little cubicle that had all of our combat equipment, our weapon and and our armor and everything. And so some of my fondest memories are that moment when we're all back there, the team's back there and we're getting ready to go on a mission and we're, you know, we're, we're putting on our gear, you know, and you can look to your teammate to the left or to the right and you just have this feeling of, uh, you know we know what we're supposed to do. we are protected by our armor we are protected by um aircraft as as a combat controller or you know I could call in close air support um, We have what we need to 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 go out and be successful it's the same thing when you think about the armor of god um mm-hmm. he protects us he protects us in the same way
1: yeah that's that's awesome that's really good. If you're unfamiliar with the armor of God, it's in Ephesians chapter 6, and you can look it up and read it, and it's really God equipping us to be able to withstand against the enemy, and we all really uh, need the the armor of God for sure. So I have Bruce uh, Dixon with me from Florida via the phone, and he is coming to Rocky Mountain Calvary November 10th and 11th for our men's conference. Men, we would love uh, to have you out. It's a Friday night and a Saturday. It's $30. You can go to our website to learn more, armcalvary.com. .org registration opens up uh, this Saturday uh, September uh, 23rd and you know if you've got teenage sons we we would love to have you bring your son along uh, with you uh, it, it's a joy uh, to be able to study God's word together uh, with our sons uh, for sure so We've got one more session here, so stay with us. We're going to head to a break in just a moment on 100.7 The Word. I want to remind you that today's show does turn into a podcast, so if you've missed part of the show, you can go to Crosswalk Colorado Springs and pick this up on podcast. So stay with us. We've got more to come on 100.7 The Word.
0: This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs on
1: 100.7 The Word. Hope that you're blessed by Crosswalk Colorado Springs. Uh, We're local pastors, and this is a local show uh, focused in on Southern uh, Colorado. Uh, So we're going to see if uh, we've got Bruce Dixon back on the line. Bruce, do you happen to be there with me? I am. I can hear you. All right, great. Sorry we lost you there for a second, but uh, I remember prior in the show you sharing just how important God's Word is in your life. Uh, What kind of advice would you give to somebody who's new in God's Word or never been in God's Word before, you know, where, where where should they start, and how would you launch them into studying God's Word?
0: Well, uh, you know, I, I started chronologically through the Bible. I'm not sure that's the best way to do it, because the beginning reading for, especially if you're a new Christian, that, that can be difficult to understand. I would start with the New Testament, the, you know, the Gospel, um, and go from there. I'd read the Gospel a number of times, but the most important thing is to stay committed. Mm. You, know, um, you know, you know, you can create a habit, make it a habit. Our character is the sum total of all of our habits.
1: Mm, that's good.
0: And so um, if, if you make it a habit, and it takes a while to make it a habit, but it's just like anything else. Once it becomes a habit, you can't do without it, right? Mm-hmm. And so that time with the Lord in the morning for me is uh, sometimes – I get up really super early because I can't sleep well, and uh, and I get in His Word, and I might spend three or four hours um, in the morning in His Word, or um, you know, it might, I might not get that much time, but I, I always try to spend time in His Word. Hmm. Uh, he always speaks to me now, and and the Spirit, the feeling of the Spirit is, you know, I've I've experienced the joys of the world. Um, there's nothing that can compare to the joy of the Holy Spirit in your life, you know, filling you. Um, it's just a wonderful feeling, and I and I want others to feel that as well.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. How about journaling? You know, uh, you mentioned that you're a journaler, and what what does that look like for you? And and what value have you found in journaling?
0: Oh, it's so incredibly valuable. So when I first started, I always thought like, well, I was never consistent. I tried to do it, and I just never was. But I, it almost became it was like a burden. Um, but then I. Um, then when I started journaling to, really to help with the PTSD to write things down. But then if I, I've got like seven volumes of these big books now, and, and one day, you know, I guess my sons will be able to read them and stuff. But, uh, um, so the first volume, if I go back and look at it, I can go back and look at it and then I can see some areas where I was struggling and, and there were some dark times. And then there was also some positive things that, you know, that God was speaking to me and it's, I can see my spiritual walk through seven volumes Um, And, and, you know, like, and then drawing too. I, you know, sometimes I I get this feeling that I want to draw. And so the the journaling is powerful. It's not always, for me, it's powerful because it kind of also helps with how God speaks to me. I read his word. I think about something and I just write something down. I've never been a poet, that's for sure. But I've, Mm. I've written poems and, and drawn. I'm not an artist either. My wife is, I'm not, but I, I will draw pictures and stuff. And, I started posting stuff on Facebook many years ago because I I was looking at how, you know, social media is just negative and there's all these bad things out there. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be a part of that. So I'm going to post stuff about the Lord and I'm going to post down my scripture and the stuff that I'm reading and I'm just going to put it out there. And I don't care what people think. If I lose friends, well, that's too bad. Um, So that's kind of part of my ministry is just, you know, every morning or every other morning. Sometimes I... Don't post what I write, but a lot of times I'll post it and um and I don't always I don't care about the likes or, or the comments and right. stuff, but I'll tell you the biggest things that friends calling me are reaching out to me that I haven't spoken to in a long time, telling me that they want to um, hear more about Jesus and, and and talk to me about what it means to have salvation, and that that's the biggest thing mm-hmm. behind the scenes, the people that don't like but they call you or they message you and they say, hey, can, can you give me a call? That's a powerful moment. And you see God working.
1: Yeah, that's great. That, that, that's awesome. Really, really helpful. Uh, you know, I just want to encourage everyone that's listening. If you're a believer, the Spirit of God lives inside of you and you can get into God's Word and, and really write down those things that God is, is speaking to you and, and put them into your heart and allow the Lord to... Make them real uh, in, in your life. We would love to have men come join us at Rocky Mountain Calvary, November tenth and eleventh uh, for a men's conference. Uh, Bruce Dixon is going to be our our guest speaker and just has a, a great life of experience that he's going to be sharing with us and leading us into to God's word of how to be able to to grow uh, as men. So, Bruce, you know, before I let you go. uh, what do you what do, you do for fun? What do you enjoy uh, uh, doing uh, with your wife and your boys? And you got any hobbies that you enjoy?
0: Well, I still like to try to work out, but I'm, I'm not as healthy as I used to be. Um, we have two dogs. In fact, they're both in here with me right now in my office. We have two dogs and a cat, and uh, we have an RV. And so we are getting ready to trade in the RV for another one, and um, we're going to be traveling a lot. We have our first granddaughter. Uh, our first grandbaby, and she's out in Texas, um, so we definitely want to be going out there and, and visiting her and visiting our son and our daughter-in-law out there. And let me tell you, society thinks that you can't, you know, you can't. They are, they want to tell you that you can't be a strong Christian. Well, they didn't get married until my son got married um, a few years ago. But when they got married, when they kissed. That was the first time that they had
1: kissed. Wow, that's awesome!
0: Uh, so, so when when the pastor said you may kiss the bride, that was the first time that they had kissed. They'd never mm. kissed before that. They just held hands. So society wants to tell you that you you know you can't be like that, but there's people that prove prove that wrong every day.
1: That's awesome! Congratulations on your first uh, grandchild granddaughter. When's the due date?
0: Yeah. Oh no, she's already born. We, she's oh, the one. She, yes, her okay. name is Paisley. We've been out there a few times. We'd okay. be there all the. My wife would be there every day if she could be but uh, yeah that's one of the reasons we're trading the, the rv to get something that she can actually drive out there i still have this uh thing called a job that's keeping me here in florida
1: yeah i hear you but uh, yeah
0: but when i do retire in the next few years um we'll probably be living close by to our grandchildren for sure because we we want to be a part of their lives
1: well that's awesome that's great Well, men, please uh, look us up at uh, rmcalvary.org. Come on out to our our men's conference. It's November 10th and November 11th. Bruce Dixon will be out to share God's Word with us, and and we want to magnify Christ and and grow in Christ, and we would love to to have you out. So registration opens uh, on the 23rd, this coming uh, Saturday. So, well, Bruce, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Yes. Well, God bless you. Have a great night.
0: All right. You too. Thanks a lot.
1: Yeah. All right. Gang, thanks so much for listening uh, to Crosswalk Colorado Springs. hope you have a a great night. Men, we want to give you a shout out that the the Lord loves you. And a lot of times the enemy wants to beat us up with uh, condemnation, uh, but he's there with you and wants to lift us up. So get into God's word, allow the Holy Spirit to fill you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, have a great night.